I'm John Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is Westworld Season 3, Episode 8, the season finale titled Chaos Theory that we'll be discussing. Um, Westworld snuck up on us, and now it's gone before we know it. <laughs> Seems like we just started. And so what do you think about that? Well, I mean, what I think is the season finale is titled Chaos Theory, which is kind of like the underlying theme behind a lot of Michael Crichton's work, especially yes. Westworld, Jurassic Park. And this episode really kind of just ties that into the overall series as a whole. Um, I personally really like the way this ends. I do think overall the season had a few too many minutes spent on action and not enough uh, spent on discussions between characters and the ramifications of the actions and philosophies that are being told in this season because there's a lot of like really like just kind of big high concepts here and there's um, a lot of repetition of those concepts and themes that we've seen throughout other seasons as they're clearly working towards their end game of the series. Uh, it does feel like the next season is going to be the last especially like with the whole like, well, you're in the end now kind of a thing. Um, so it does, you know, I, I think all of that makes sense, especially when you look at what chaos theory is and chaos theory is about essentially the randomness of events and actions that happen in a system. But actually when you look at the randomness, you will find like a number of like uh, patterns that appear yeah. and there's repetition in those patterns. There are, um, uh, interconnectedness there there's like feedback loops and then there's also uh ultimately like there sometimes is randomness where things are unpredictable uh and so to me i think at the beginning of the season i kept saying about how like you know i was bummed there were no people left to root for and um ultimately what's funny is the end of the show is is now really about the people more than the host suddenly like i feel like they've flipped a big switch so, yeah, but there's there's one human left, supposedly. Um, there's one human main character. Yeah, but I I'm thinking, who else is left that's not, or that's still human? I guess I don't know if we want to <laughs> dive into the end of well, this. the world. The world. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, who knows? <laughs> uh, no, that's definitely. There's no way. I look. I mean, we could jump forward to the stinger, but there's. Nothing about the stinger that tells you that uh, they are in a far-flung future where there's no humans left. No, but they're clearly in a like dystopian Mad Max world. I'm guessing by the amount of dust. I don't everywhere. think so. I don't think that's what they're saying at all. I, I think that is uh, actually a huge leap from what they're trying to say. I well, think they were what, just trying it's on the to. Poster. Have you seen the poster for the season? It's like a robot in the desert of like a like of a wasted city. Yeah. So that's Which, like uh, I feel like that was a wasted city. I don't think it's the whole planet. Is my point? Okay. okay. Yeah, I I don't think that's what they're going for. Um, I think there is an expectation that the hub where all the main parts of this go down, where insight is, is sort of like the biggest, most affected place by it, and not everything else. It's possible. I think because. Look, the man was... in black is an old motherfucker that guy's not living that long and he's showing up to charlotte and everything's still white and pretty at the end there 
Well, that scene, yes, is is probably in and around the same exact same time as syncing up with the end of Rehoboam and stuff, and and that is yeah. all that is all in, within relatively new. I'm talking about when Bernard wakes up, and it is clearly a, I would say, years if not decades have passed because you don't collect that much dust sure. inside a motel room, unless well, unless know. I mean he unless he was in a place like. You know, Mexico, New Mexico, like you know, a desert he area. He was in like San Francisco. He was like outside of San Francisco in a like I gas see. station area motel. Yeah. So California well, has become a I, wasteland in in the future, at least. I mean, that's that's what our future is supposed to be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just to be fair. Know, not to. We, we can get to the end sooner later, but I. I mean, we, there, we, there's also no reason to spend time arguing about that because we have no idea. So, like, however way either of us interpret it, there's no, there's not going to be an answer for it for tw- 20 months, you know? No, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the fact that the entire show now is coming down to whether, whether humans will make the choice to survive or not is ultimately, like, the major theme is, like, what's better is to have true freedom through chaos or uh, through control. I mean, the... The idea that Dolores states she had two options to make and like when Charlotte showed back up during this finale, at first I was kind of like, eh, yeah. but um, now I'm into it only because of the fact that she was like, I could have either destroyed humanity and replaced it with our own or we could build a new world. And it's like Dolores made one choice and this other version of Dolores who's had different experiences made the other choice. And so now, I mean, ultimately for Dolores, she believes in the true expression of freedom. So she doesn't even get to be a part of that. She just has to hope that Caleb and Maeve and everyone else can make it work. And they're going to have to try and do that while going against Charloris or whatever the hell we're going to call her, Charlotte. Yeah, we'll just say Charlotte for now. I think it'll be easier. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting things that they've obviously set up here for the next season. Um, And... I got the I got the sense throughout for this whole episode and the season is that Dolores had a specific plan in mind based on what she wanted to do, mm-hmm. but this new development with Charlotte has possibly changed that, and Dolores isn't going to actually get to the, the the plan that she set out to make is now not we're not going to see that reality because of basically what she, the actions that she caused to create this sort of other thread, which is Charlotte now, which is now she's decided I'm just going to mass make hosts now and possibly replace the world with hosts. Yeah. And I don't know. And it's possible that that was not Charlotte's intention or it changed. And so by the time she got to this end here, she was going to sacrifice herself to help bring down the system and help Caleb rise up to become this leader of this new world but then, no, or she knew that then Charlotte was going to do this. This is going to happen because then that's why she got Bernard involved. And it was, Bernard has to go off and for how many years or whoever knows when he comes back to set up this final finale. I don't know exactly what the, how much Dolores is in control or not, which, I, uh, which makes me think back up on the season. Like, I wish she talked more about like what she was going to do or what, <laughs> you know, what her feelings were yeah. about things. And it's, yeah. And too much, they just relied on her talking about the splendor at all or talking in code or, you know, 
just not quite being present and honest and open. And I think they did yeah. too much effect, I think. It's tough, though, because she also didn't want to influence Caleb, and Caleb was the person she spent her time with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you Caleb know, is like Doc the best Brown way it could have happened she's is she's Marty McFly. Yeah. It, and the best way it could have happened is if she had conversation with Bernard in some way. Yeah. And she didn't really. Yeah. But I think that's because she also was kind of sending Bernard on a journey. Um, I mean, that was a surprise when Bernard goes to see Arnold's former That's the best part of the episode wife. for me, because that was something I think we haven't seen before was kind of interesting. And it's like it's a nice character moment kind of wrap like ties back to season one. Um, I think they did an amazing makeup job on that actress, um, you know, because it's. They made they age her up really well, and it's I think it's yeah. just a really well done scene um, and really emotional too. And so th- that to me was the best part of the episode. Um, um, I would agree with that. I also actually really liked the scene with Maeve and Dolores, where I also like the fact that Dolores says to her how like you're all me. Like this idea that like I'm just making copies of me. It's like you're all already copies of me. Yeah. Um. I thought that was actually a major reveal, and then that was also like just ahead of that. Once they plugged her into Roboam, I'm like, "Oh, this is the end of Roboam. This is she. This is a failsafe. She thought at some point she might get plugged into that system, and that is going to let Maeve make that choice." Um, so I thought that was great, and I also thought the reveal with Caleb was great because I made a big point like during the first episode or so. I was like, I really thought that she tr- she planned it so that he would come across her to save her yeah well we yeah we yeah and then it seemed like that wasn't the case but actually it was yeah um and we know what the fifth the final park was it was a military training park yeah yeah it was um it was the universal backlot <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> which makes sense i mean it makes a lot of sense for them to do something like that. oh no that that makes the most perfect sense i think what doesn't make sense is how they were just like all right troops good job we're just gonna leave you around here with these uh female hosts uh just do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but maybe that's actually part of the training. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably, probably part, yeah. multiple parts yeah. of the training. It's like we need to keep them isolated the same way they would be in these situations and things like that. Yeah, no, maybe. Yes, maybe it was. But it, just, it felt a little oddly staged. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> you know. I thought it was weird how they kind of like delayed the answer of like how Caleb responded to it <laughs> as if like he would have responded in any <laughs> other way. Yeah, like. Are we? Yeah, they. We didn't need that suspense of what was yeah. his response. Yeah. yeah, I will say it's um, you know, and I guess it's because of what Bernard said. Like Dolores is programmed to be poetic, so maybe that's why we don't have the kind of conversations that, like, if this were Bernard or Ford making the plan, we would have had more dialogues about what was actually happening. Where like that's not something Dolores would ever do, but uh, it, it's like they treated the listeners, the viewers, sometimes like they were really smart and they really asked a lot of us to keep up with like all the philosophies that are happening when they weren't like really discussing them in earnest like outright uh but then with other things like caleb like some of the reveals were so obvious it's like do they think we're dumb and smart like which way do they think the viewer is right now (laughs) yeah and most of this episode did feel like watching a video game where it's like we have to get from a to b we have to shoot our way through this hall thing Something happens, some side quest. Um, you know, there's a mini boss that we have to get through with Maeve. Uh, um, and yeah, but I think I think that makes sense though, because that was 
I mean, that's something that goes all the way back to the first season. The show's always had that same kind of structure. They said that they looked at, um, like, video games when they, like, built the quests in the world for Westworld and things like that. And that's how they wrote the story structures because it, I think it, it just makes sense for thematically the show to follow a similar theme, right? Yeah, but that makes sense Especially when, park. like, we're so far away. When you're in the park. But when you're outside the park and you're sort of broken free from, like, the loops of the, yeah. of the video game. It, it feels weird to kind of just keep doing that. In, in Unless the entire world, though, is also run by a system similar to the way the park is structured. Eh, I mean, that's, I don't know. I Because well, isn't the whole theme of this is that like, at this point, like, guess what? There's no difference between us. Like, you're made of, like, you're synthetic, we're organic. But otherwise, like, we're all being run and operated by these machines. Like, we're all on loops. We're all being programmed. We're all having our paths determined for us. Yeah, but that's almost like you can do that in a different way that isn't just the same, like, sh- shoot 'em up scene that we've seen how many times in, you know, over and over again. Sure. Um, I don't know. I think there, there's, I think there was just some, a lot of space in this episode where you could devote it back to more time with Dolores hooked up to the machine, Serac being the Bond villain, which I'm a little disappointed by that he's like kind of devolved into this thing that he ended up becoming. Um, and, and like other, you know, character moments, I think, like the Bernard mm. stuff, I think was really good. It's like, so I think they had a lot of opportunities and it was an hour and a half episode, but I felt like, yeah, they, you know. Well, I guess, I guess what I would say to that is I don't think what you're saying, what I'm saying are mutually exclusive. No, I think no. they could have kept, I prefer the structure they go with because I think thematically, they're actually saying a bigger thing with it and it also fits into it's like the show then feels the same way it felt in Westworld even though we're completely in this different environment now um I think it's the best way for them to do it is thematically to follow the same kind of structures but they could have just had less overall of the action and had more dialogue but still kept a similar structure you know and they could have had it broken up over more episodes they could have just had Dolores got captured at the end of the last episode we didn't need to see her fight Maeve twice um you know, like there, there are other ways they could have done that without getting rid of the style the show is known for. Yes. Like they could have they could have done both. I think I, I think I'm 100 percent with you. If there was any one thing I could have asked for more of the season, it would have been significantly more dialogue and conversations because those are usually the best moments in the entire show. Yeah, because I really wanted some characters that were introduced this season like Ash and Giggles. I wanted more of them. I wanted to know more yeah. about them. I didn't want just them to be little side characters that join on this sort of thing at the end here. And then, you know, they help push over some ba- like blockades and get shot and then they got to go. Yeah. And it's like, come on, you know, you have two, some cool people. Like let's, let's get more of them. You know? Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, I was happy to see them show back up though. Um, feeling bad for Stubbs once again. <laughs> Do you think he's still in that bathtub? Yeah, just like he was like, you're gonna leave me to rot. And he's just like, well, I don't really know how long this is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna be in this like, yeah, just empty tub with a bunch of bottles. But like, he just, he's just gotta fix him and turn him back on. It'll be all right. Or yeah, I love, I love the word he used. Um, it was like, let me find it. It was actually kind of a cool uh, uh, word. Um, uh, necrotizing. He's like, you're you're yes. necrotizing, which is their form of death. Like basically, their bodies. If it's not a yeah. cold story. So he's probably just like a uh, a metal wiry thing now. I think the rest, like his entire outside is probably, melt, you know, rotted away. Yeah. Which he 
they don't I don't I'm pretty sure like the current hosts have very little metal in them. They're like mostly like organic printed. Yeah. But I'm I'm assuming Stubbs is a little bit of an older model. Probably, but who knows? Yeah, that's true. You know, Anthony Hopkins had that special little printer room of his where he made Bernard and other people. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't put it past him. But uh look, it's it's a complicated thing because he's <laughs> he Stubbs is like the one host character that is still like not given his own autonomy no right like i guess you could say the same for clem uh this season which also where was she this episode yeah and like what (laughs) yeah i was confused by that Did, did like did i misremember or oh actually you know what i guess maybe they showed it or we didn't and we just forgot but if clem and what's her face were in that like helicopter during the last episode and the EMP went off, their bodies would have been maybe we're just meant to believe they're just they're gone from the EMP. That's uh, I don't know, man. I mean it's an ask. It's a big ask. That's a big ask. Because you would think that they would have gone out with Maeve into that facility to help her. Well, but they were in the helicopter, so they would have had to go land it. Were they though? Because Maeve wasn't in Jakarta when they go when they got picked up. Uh well one of them was in the helicopter. Are are you sure? Did we see that? Yeah, I didn't think Maeve was controlling the helicopter with her mind. I thought it was just like an automatic thing. Like it was it was autopiloted. Oh, no, I thought one of them was flying the helicopter. That uh, was the impression I, I was mean, under. That seems, that's such a weird choice, creative choice. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's why. Maybe they're just far away. Maybe that's what the answer is. Yeah, I, I they're just they're just not there. Yeah, I you know. I mean, I wish they were part of this finale. Yeah. Yeah, even if they just got rid of them. Um. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. It, it really would have been nice for Maeve to have made some like choice. Like maybe she's the one that like kills Ash or Giggles or you know these other kind of characters, and then she has yeah. like a turn of heart because like she kind of just sort of obviously just walks around and pal- like and just follows Serac until she decides to like Darth Vader the situation. Yeah, she's the only character I feel was mishandled the entire season. Yeah. She's the only one. Everyone else, I think, they did the right things with. Um, even the man in black, who I don't like. So I don't like that we saw his untimely death in the stinger. I really think that should have been saved for next season. Yeah. Uh, like, I have no problem with that happening because I actually think that, like, every time they tease him, like, okay, no, he is the badass guy you want him to be. It's actually like, he can't be. Like, he always makes the wrong choice. He's like the anti-Caleb. When, like, Caleb's been given choices, and when he does get to make real choices, he makes the right ones. Like, the man in black does the opposite. Like, he always makes the wrong fucking choices. So, like, as cool as the actor is, like, he never actually could have been the hero. Even though he, like, he desperately wants to be. He just, he's a bad person. <laughs> he's not a good person. Well, I, I mean, if you, I think there's there would probably be something there to explore with William and Dolores and this whole overarching story about good and bad, like morality and like the free will and the choices to do things. And like someone like that, who, who has done a lot of heinous things in the park, are they able to eventually change? Like can human behavior change? And like, he would have been, I think probably the best example of someone to do that. Um, Whereas like Caleb, it's like, you're introducing like, Oh, he's can make choices, and somehow he just makes always the right choice because just we've decided that. Like, well, I guess maybe not even always the right choice, but he has he has been able to make the right choice. Is like what she said. She wasn't. She didn't say like I didn't choose you because 
their violence judge because you've been able to see the you know the right answer as well um but i feel like the man in black already did that in the fact that like we now have this split dolores because it was like is Dolores going to be the good person or the villain and it's like oh well the answer is now you have both you have you we get to have both worlds explored one is the dolores that was freed of her shackles and became essentially like the hero in a way and sacrificed herself and dies and then the other is the villain that was created because of the man in black which is charlotte hale like that's basically like if she made the bad choice yeah which is interesting like that's that's why i think um i i'm into the finale and into what they're going for with what's probably the final season is like we have this sort of like duality of options and like what's the outcome gonna be who's gonna win which choice is gonna come out on top yeah <laughs> now you were you were against Roboam speaking to uh Ciroc. Are you like not into that? No, I mean I just it they kind of I I wish they were given a little bit more with that. I and and I think spent more time I think setting up and revealing the fact that if they if that's the route they were going to take with Ciroc and the fact that he's a man who created this AI and basically became so you know devoted to it 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 overtook him at, like mentally like and he couldn't it, they became one basically um you know one couldn't exist without the other which would i think been an interesting way to explore it's just like they kind of maybe just for convenience sort of accelerated that right at the you know right to the end and it's um would have been more interesting to i think get a little bit more of that and um, and the fact that like they, it it is very Bond villainy. I love Bond villains, but in my West World, I don't want to mix my my chocolate and my peanut butter a little bit. And um, <laughs> like too much like of the flaws of Bond villains in the sense that like he has a gun. Shoot Caleb. Don't be like go take him away. Shoot him like on multiple times. Yeah. It's like or don't write that in the show. Like <laughs> you know. Don't don't give the audience. The but he didn't make that choice, though. That was what Roboam told him to. I don't think he says anything anymore. Yeah, it's just the way it's filmed where it's like you have him sitting there. It's like, why even bring him into the room to like watch Dolores do this stuff? Because Roboam did it. Told him to. Okay. Oh. Right. Like, isn't that ultimately like every question we have about Ciroc, it's not actually his choice anymore. And isn't that why it doesn't that actually explain how he was able to exert free will? Because. Sirach saw every future and every future he saw, he didn't kill the guy. He didn't, you know, he didn't kill his investor and chaos unfolds in the world because the investor tells the world about what he's been doing. And so how is Sirach able to make that choice? I think the answer is Sirach found like one other like option, which is just follow whatever Roboam tells you. And so I believe that that's like supposed to be tied into this same thing is that Sirach isn't making these, because I've been having a problem with, Sorok's whole plan is that like the second Sorok's gone and out of the picture, how does the world continue on? How does anyone interpret this and like keep the world going? How is anyone going to be devoted to this in the same way Sorok would be? And it turns out actually it's really easy. You just have to have someone else follow Roboam's orders, and Roboam would know exactly who that person would be to do it. Yeah. So, so that actually like makes I think sense and recontextualizes Sorok. Um, and I think it also helps Dolores's case, right? Yeah. Because Dolores is, is talking about how humans don't have free will. And it's like not even the guy running the job has been making these choices. Yeah. I would have actually almost enjoyed a, a scenario where like Sirach maybe possibly died a long time ago. And he's always been a, a projection. 
of Rehoboam for some time. Oh. And like, we just didn't realize. There was no physical Sirach. Yeah, like at least for some time. And that, that would have been, I think, an interesting thing. Or you make it that you make it so that it's harder to know whether you should root for or against him in the sense that like you make a situation where by shutting this t- system down you essentially are there's a, p- a high chance of the end of humanity but in order to get to a better version of humanity, you have to go through this and he's all about like professing about control will save us because of his backstory it's like he comes from a very right. thing and so i they i know i think they just didn't really pick a direction to go in a certain way and i think it's just kind of maybe just floats around a little bit in the middle and yeah they i mean that's that's where everything you said about them not having enough time talking about their motivations really yeah. comes in because that is the way i interpret it is that like dolores isn't like happy about all these people dying but she doesn't believe society can be rebuild unless like Basically, like society, I mean, it's exactly how they said it. They never reckoned with their mistakes. Like we were, we never built a better society. We just found a way to like build on keep top of this it. one from imploding. Yeah. yeah. And so, Sirach hasn't saved humanity. They've just he just keeps every day. He just like extends this version of humanity and society another day farther into the future, as opposed to actually like changing it for the better. And it's yeah, be, no, like I, you I can't think, change it without, re- you know, it's like Dolores is a burning or buster. You got to just take the system down, yeah. John. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Ensorak is all about like, you know, uh, the changing the massive ship only a certain amount of degrees at a time and very subtly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, hopefully over time you will be going in a new direction that is better for over for humanity overall. And, and yeah, Dolores is like, well, we have to actually just, you know put a big hole in the side of the ship in order to like help change direction drastically or by putting everyone into lifeboats, we'll have a new dire- a new fate to go and we're not reliant on this big ship to, to, yeah. <laughs> to get where we want to go. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, um, jumping in the front here a little bit, um, we get who that fifth person was, who the fifth Dolores was. It was Lawrence. Yeah, and didn't we... St- didn't we see him in the medical hospital with the man in black, dragging him into the room at one no, point? No, that was we the thought other it was guy. The colonel, oh, the, other. the colonel guy. Okay, God. So <laughs> they look similar. Really? Uh, <laughs> they look nothing alike. Aren't they both white guys with mustaches? No, uh, Lawrence is like played by that one guy. I think he's like he's Latino, and he's like all, and JJ Abrams and stuff all the time. I don't. He's remember. like best buds with them. I, I just thought it was the same guy. Um. <laughs> um. I honestly just don't remember. I just ex- I was just like, oh, did we see this guy already? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, so it, Dolores it, isn't gone for that reason. Also, that means like, he, guess what? There's still gone, another Dolores within him. But like, she's not gone. But then at the same time, it's um, Clifton Collins Jr. Else. is the actor I was talking that we're talking about here for Lawrence. Um, it's it's she's not gone, but and she's still around. And like she said, like. She mentioned here that there's copies of herself, and every every host is technically a copy of her original programming because she's the one that worked. But once it's like if you copy yourself, you are the same going backwards. From but from this point forward, you are now different people making yeah in the moment different choices. So even if she were able to copy herself, all these the, her host versions of her will eventually grow into different things like. Charlotte's going the evil route. She's going basically, I guess, I'm guessing the wide route um, to a yeah. degree. And then, you know, Lawrence is still here uh, 
of it and i guess he'll be the last one and then um you know you never know i i, I think dolores will appear in season four in some oh i agree but in some capacity but not but there is something to the permanence of the dolores yeah prime being gone. is there a reason why Unless, she of course, chose lawrence just like she chose Musashi. Um, so I think all of the characters she chose were based on specific reasons. And like, you know, she chose the guy from Shogun World based on needing someone to take over the Yakuza. You know, so I think it's I think it's kind of like that. I think she's like, well, this guy would fit into the demographic. We could sneak him into uh, the police force. He would look like someone there, you know. But um, we also still don't know who the AI is. She put a pearl into the AI. Yes. Which at this point we should just guess it's her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would right? why would she put anybody else in? <laughs> yeah. So okay. it's wild. I mean, look. Ultimately, this season comes down to Dolores had a choice to make: destroy humanity or create a new society that fits both. Because neither one necessarily, in her view, deserves to live and exist more than the other, and neither one can live in harmony together and also humanity doesn't have any freedom in the same way they theirs didn't so she chose to break the system that was keeping humanity shackled that they didn't know existed she wanted to show them the uh scripts that were being written for them the loops that they were following the same way all the hosts were shown that and she accomplishes this but doing so the unknown the unpredictable the outlier in her plan was a version of herself that diverted from its path and chose the alternative and now we have to deal with that and it's like which dolores will win in the end like that's what this season is okay yeah no i i, I that all makes sense um for everything so so in in from what you're saying is that dolores had this outcome that she wanted the Charlotte side of things was not something she, she can you know, basically calculated. That is an unknown right. thing. So she unintentionally may have destroyed humanity. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which makes sense. Cause you know what my theory is, <laughs> which is the same way Ford may have Ar the same way Arnold may have unintentionally and Ford may have unintentionally destroyed humanity. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so here's my theory, uh, of how this ends. At least how how okay. they're setting how they are setting up season four is that the cutscene the post credit cutscene in season two, in which you have the fidelity test of William, is ma matched up to the same time same era as when Bernard wakes up and he's covered in dust. That is the same era, meaning, meaning the man in black that we see in the first post cutscene that kills the real William. That's not the same as the season two post credit guy. Like the this one that we see here that kills William is just a host version. He's just recreated to mimic. He's not truly an immortal version of William. Do you get what I'm saying? Can you follow me? Yeah, I guess so. So what I'm saying is that in season four, William returns as a fidelity approved immortal, like human host version of himself. And uh, a Bernard. And, and yeah. Yeah, Bernard basically. Bernard brings him back, brings him forward, keeps him alive. So Bernard wakes up, figures out he, basically the world has been completely destroyed, and the only way forward is this human host sort of merging of the two. So you think there's no humans? I think there are either very little, and it's like a John Connor situation with Caleb, 
and like yeah. there are some humans left, but they are living in Zion. Um, and <laughs> and uh, but Bernard, now that he's returned, he essentially has been gone for X number of years. I'm assuming. Yeah, that he returns here's, here's, to save what the like to return the world into it, like forge a new path. So I could kind of get behind that. Um, part of my problem with it is that I think the William we saw as a host is the William from that future scene we saw in the Stinger season two. I don't think so because that was in the park and not in. And then he suddenly is transported from the park into uh, uh, into Saudi Arabia or wherever, Dubai, wherever they were, into that mm-hmm. lab. Okay, I, I because of then it would I the reason why the forge in that scene looks so like rusted and it looks like it has gone through a weathered decay as opposed to when we saw the forge this season in the simulation, it probably isn't as you know, weathered yet. It's because it's only been a few months to a few, you know, year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like the the fact that everything's rusted and covered in dust and dirt implies. But see, yeah, a... we saw. I don't think the simulation's any telling because he said, "Look, the forge wasn't destroyed," because she was under the assumption it was. Yeah, and that's but why we knew it was a simulation because you... the actual forge is destroyed. Yes, but I think that they are. I mean, we won't I... know. Here, anyone know? Here's what theory. I'll tell you: is I think you might be right. I don't think I'm right, and here's why, is we had the scene where it was like, population collapse, this, 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 and this, this is what's going to happen, and it'll be a lot easier for them to start the show forward past those events so that we can get to wherever the show is going than it is to actually go through those events. Yes. And then just be like, you know, be like 90% of humanity is gone, or you know, whatever it is. And so you're yeah. probably correct about that. And, and I think it, it ties in this broader idea of in order for humanity to truly break free from the physical limitations of our planet, like we need to be able to withstand time, pressure, heat, all these other things, which implies that we need to become immortals, like like an immortal version of ourselves, like hosts. Like we need to basically sure. shed our our organic material mm-hmm. and forge ahead in, in, in this new form. So, so you think I, that there just won't be humans? <laughs> I or I yeah I think there there is a scenario where it's oh I expect Caleb to be in the next season I think he'll be there I it's just I think it's going to be like a decade forward tops yeah I mean it could be a decade forward it could be an older version of Caleb and then like I said like a sort of John Connor situation where he's the leader of this what he thought was going to be a movement to change the world and now it's just a movement to save humanity because of the fact that like hosts have now taken over. Or a movement to save both sides. And that's why he'll win. Because he's not just fighting for his side. Because I don't... Here's the thing about about Charlotte is I don't think she's going to wipe out humanity in um, the most obvious way. I think she's going to allow humanity to wipe themselves out while she's secretly replacing people with hosts in the background. I don't think it's going to just be one big human-robot battle world. No, but I think that there's by the time if we're going to jump back into this world when Bernard comes back then yeah. and he's supposed to be you know the savior of whatever it's going to be I think the Caleb storyline has been going on and I think it's maybe not working or for whatever he's right and do. so he needs Bernard he needs Bernard and he needs Bernard to bring back all the people 
because I think if Caleb has humanity on his side and Bernard can bring back the host, then the human and the host can work together to stop Charlotte and build a new world together. Yes. Because humans won't be able to stop Charlotte on her own and the host won't. Because it's like also how couldn't how could Maeve not just take down Charlotte? I mean, it makes I, well. I'm glad that actually they kind of are setting this up now because you know Charlotte was the one that destroyed Hector, right? So at least now we have a little bit of a beef between them. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. So, um, yeah, she is going to be very mad about because <laughs> she's the one that did it. Made the, yeah, made the calculated choice to do it. Um. Yeah, so yeah, it's there's there's so many ideas. It is too bad that we didn't get more dialogue, especially in the finale. Yeah, I think they I don't I don't know. Maybe they were thinking like, so we have this like big ideas for season three and season four. Let's try to let's make, you know, season three basically the infinity war of this series so far. And then, um, you know, end game will be season four. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, who's going to stop Thanos? I don't know. Will Caleb do it? Will Bernard do it? You know, will they go get the stones? I don't. I don't think it ends though with this. With there just being these like human host hybrids, I think it ends with there being a new paradigm where both can coexist. I I don't know. I think that where the coexistence is in in the fact that there will be this sort of new species created, this new version. Well, but there already is a new species created. Isn't well, but it's point? like but then a new new one of finally figuring out what. Delos was doing the whole time and actually like being able to create immortal human beings. Yeah. But maybe they do something like where we continue on with humanity, but then at a certain point you pass into your next stage. And so we don't print new hosts and make copies of people, but instead we create hosts based on humans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. Because you can't have human-host hybrids if you don't have any more humans. Then you just suddenly have a very small population that you just never can have new ones of. Yeah, no, you. it's the people that are from the Forge. They just get that data, and then they, it's all and the rich that's people. that's it. Those are the only people that are left, yeah. So there has to be an alternative to that. Um, that can't be the only option. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, any final thoughts, John? Um, you know, I think overall the season... I think there was some good stuff. I think overall there was maybe just some. I wanted more, um, but this show's always been fun about fun to like watch and talk about and try to theorize what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I just wanted a little bit more. And um, another kind of thing I'll point out is that the first two seasons, because it's mostly in Westworld, and I'll give this because you love Westworld, I actually do miss it because. The show's yes. quality, I think, looks three times as better when you're shooting in the countryside, you're shooting this, like, Western thing. Like, just feels more cinematic, you know? And then this season felt very... We're shooting episodes of television, um, and we've blocked off streets in Los Angeles, and we're... Sure. We're kind of trying to create this future, but it doesn't look quite as different. Uh, yeah, kind of. But it's yeah. not supposed to be that different. It's not supposed to be that far in the future. It's only supposed to be a few decades. You know, it's like a yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. alternative future of our own. Um, yeah. And I thought they did an amazing job with the aesthetics and the set pieces. But yeah, like uh, on a wider sense, other than like, you know, where they had Delos and where they had Insight and stuff, like the places that they did make look great, that yeah, like every shot wasn't amazing. 
kind of like Westworld was. But maybe that's why you're you're probably right about this like sort of wasteland future because then we can suddenly have a Westworld, like a full on Westworld. The whole world, yeah. Westworld is, is brought to you know it's dystopian world basically, Mad yeah. Max world. Um, which okay, would be interesting. I'm, I'm in now. I think you're right. I'm on board with what you're saying now. I think you're yeah. correct. I hadn't considered it that way. I really, to me, those timelines were different, but what you are saying adds up a lot better than the way that I was perceiving it. Yeah. No, I think I think it's definitely a possibility. But, um, you know, I mean, who knows? They could go many different directions here with it. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, other thoughts I had on it. Um, <laughs> you know, the the ending of this episode before the, the, before the uh, teaser sort of post-credit stuff, um, you know, very uh, Fight Club-y where, <laughs> you know, Maeve is basically, she's like, she basically quotes, uh, what's his name, uh, Sirio Forel, and was like, am I going to see my daughter? Not today. And Yeah. <laughs> Which I still don't understand. They need to let go of this whole daughter thing, because she already did, and I don't understand it. And it's the biggest, like, misstep in all of her writing. Yeah. It's like, she should and... just be talking about the people, because she was leading the people before. And, like, she was literally, like, playing Moses, leading her people across, like, you know, a sea of, of yeah, dirt. Yeah, it became more than her daughter, it, like... <laughs> like... Yeah, like it she had weird split the, the that, universe yeah. open, you know? It was like, it was such a amazing set piece, that finale, and and now she's just like my daughter. It's like, it's not you, like, this girl has existed now with this other woman in this other reality for so long, like, yeah. and you already had given up on it, so I just, it's it's uh, bizarre to me, at best. Yeah, and I, I think I really hope they nail her because if she's gonna really be the lead she's supposed to be next season, they need to give her a better motivation. Yeah, and you know it it's ends with you know like the city basically randomly blowing up inside certain points. Very Fight Clubby. While instead of the Pixies, they just play Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Sure, <laughs> sure. I Which, wish I they mean, just I, picked something different. Yeah, I could. I I was fine with that. With the end, I mean, I like I like the Caleb stuff. I think a lot more than you did because I think um, it was the perfect way to kind of show. I, I mean, he was the perfect kind of like person for Dolores to believe in humanity when everything else she's seen has been the opposite. Um, and yeah. I mean, she, and she even says so herself for that. So yeah, I I just don't think that Caleb is he's interesting, but not that interesting to like suddenly be thrust into like the this is the guy we need to care about as like the protagonist of this, of the series where it's like, it will be much more interesting to me if they decide to go the route of in season four, they're bringing William back as this true human host thing. And he's the one that gets to end it because he's the one that started it all. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I do think that there's going to be like, you know, look, uh, Dolores loves poetry. I, I like. There's a part of me that thinks like this is gonna end with Bernard shooting Charlotte in the head. Yeah, I mean the same I way mean, that you know he had Dolores kill Arnold. Like, I, I, it just feels like there's something like that there. Also, you know what would be cool? Just bring uh bring um young William back instead of old William after he passes the fidelity test. Yeah, that'd be good. white hat William. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. Young white hat William fighting old old black hat William. I'd be down for that. That way you don't have to like spend the money on having to have two uh, Ed Harris's in, in post-production. Mm-hmm. You just get the two different actors. That could, yeah. That could work. That could work. Um, that could work. Uh, 
but yeah um what any any sort of overall final thoughts for you on this season going forward um i mean look i i think if the season had a full 10 episodes we would have had more time to sit in the moments and have more discussions in them and i think that's really just like the biggest misstep because overall thematically i think they told some of the biggest stories this season and more about humanity than they have in other seasons like there were the least amount of humans in this season but they were talking about humans the most with what like the themes were because it was about human society now and not Westworld society. So I just think that was uh, a messed up. Um, but overall, like I actually think this season has some of like, has some of my favorite episodes. There are some like absolutely incredible episodes and they did like, they they're just doing more risky stuff. So like, as long as they keep doing bold, risky things, I'm going to keep liking the show, even when they like don't nail everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm not like because I'm a little disappointed with the season. Doesn't mean I'm suddenly like not going to watch the show or like actively go hate on it. It's like no, I think like I think it's still good that this show exists and it's good to that it's on the air and that people can watch and talk about it. Um, and it's different. That being it's said, different. you also don't dislike it <laughs> just because it wasn't your favorite season. <laughs> Correct. You know. Um. Season two is still, I think, my favorite season. It this did make me want to go back and rewatch it now from the start. Yeah, I think it does. Like, like you said, um, it did make me miss the Park Westworld a little bit more, and I think all of that and the characters in that. Um, you know, I miss Teddy. I miss other people. I wish they were here. I didn't realize I missed Teddy till we saw him again. <laughs> yeah, when we saw the flash of Teddy and like Ford during like the. Like when the episode started in like the previously on kind of stuff, I was like, "Oh yeah. man, You're like these are some great, great characters." Yeah, they were great characters. Yeah, I, I just, um, I hope they don't rush to the end. Yeah, me too. I hope that's they don't... that's my concern. I hope that, and I, I don't think it's going to be the case. I think it seems that the creators of the show are want to like be in it for the long as much as they can and like try to end the show the way they want to end the show um yeah i know there's been kind of talk maybe they're going to try to wrap it up next season versus like what they originally thought was going to be five seasons yeah Um, which makes me wonder if part of the reason this season moves so fast is because they might be worried they were only gonna have one more to do it and it might be easier to truncate seasons three and four versus five you know what i mean like yeah it's almost kind of like what you could have done is you could have taken this season spread it into two seasons so like season one uh, the season three finale would have been the data dump and then season four would have been everything we see after that from here all spread out and then season I five is totally believe that thing i 100 percent believe that which yeah. is part of why i feel like we're gonna have a final season next year and that really might be why this one was more rushed because they might have looked at it and been like we can't do anything to speed up the final story so we can kind of smush together the the part that gets us to it um i hope i'm wrong maybe we'll get lucky and we'll actually get the full story they want to tell and they just you know they they spent a little too much time on the they got a little lost in the weeds of their cyberpunk future they got to make they probably had a little too much fun with that maybe they knew maybe they you know cause like think about it this way for a moment if you know that this is the story like this was always supposed to be what season three was and they still are planning on four and five 
then the, in their heads they're like, well, we only get to tell the like cyberpunk season one, so we're gonna do like action heavy. We're gonna do like all these great aesthetic things, and that's like where the focus was, because it definitely was focused more on the visuals this season and the big themes than like the details. Yeah, um, they, they focus on the big details, but then I think they then tried I think overdoing the action a little too much and spending a little bit too much time on fist fighting and other things like that. When it's like that's interesting every now and then but you know this isn't a network show you can kind of just show what you want to show without sort of focusing too much on that um you know i think we realized when we watched game of thrones it was more the interactions between characters was actually more interesting than any fight sequence or yeah outside of like the one or two like major battle episodes that were like unreal that was you know Every yeah. the best episodes were not the the fight sequences on that show. Or but yeah, like, that that yeah. does give me hope. Yeah, thinking like if they know there's only one time we're gonna have this like cyberpunk future where everything's like okay and like high tech before we return to like a dust bowl world again. Yeah, like maybe that's why they got lost in it because they knew like well we only have this toy box to play with once so we're gonna use it as much as possible. Yeah, I mean that, if you say it that way, that kind of makes me almost a little more forgiving kind of of what stuff. They yeah. Did. Um, yeah, because I, I could see because it, it does feel surprising just with the way that like they would spend so much time uh, and so much slower when they're in the West world. And then we get to this world and it's like everything moves faster. Everything happens faster. Everything is cl- like they, they look and feel different. It's like it's the same team behind it. Yeah. It's all, so it there, also, there has to be some other reason for yeah. it to be so different. It is really funny, though, like to kind of look back this season and how many people theorize and i think this is because the creators i think know that people watch and theorize about this show and i think then they purposely do things to fuck with that a little bit like to throw people off and do things like that like you know when liam gallagher got shot and he was like dying and it it was like edited weird and like the blood was like either coming out a lot or not and like people are always theorizing with caleb that was all simulation like an AR thing for the whole time. It's like, nope, that was not the case. It's like, I think they purposely put in some like editing tricks and mistakes and things that are out of place on purpose because they want people to like think of the more complicated idea is. Yeah. People are also overthinking it now too. This is why like I, so I, this is the first season. Like I haven't read or looked at anyone's opinions on any of this stuff the whole time. Um, so it's funny that you're saying that because I never would have considered that at all. Like there was, was nothing to be weird two about that scene. And season one, though, I think there was definitely. I think the the creators, I think, know that, and I think they, I think they do put them to the image. Oh. I think it's like catnip for people. Yeah, like and they've said as much. They've said as much. Yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're totally yeah. right about that. And so and yeah, and it, you can just chalk up that whole episode with you know, the genre drug tripping out Caleb instead of actually, like, it meaning anything specific, like, to his <laughs> reality. <laughs> yeah, and then that episode, I mean, I again, we won't we won't know till we get the next season, which, whether it's the final or not, we won't know whether it was, like, a result of them really just want, wanting to play in this toy box or if they just kind of maybe lost sight a little bit of what um, made the show so good or if it's, like executive oversight and again i'm not saying this as if like the show has had a serious dip in quality but there's just a there's definitely a difference in the pacing of this season um obviously it has less episodes so that's probably part of it 
but also just um, the dialogue and like how much time they spent on action. And if it's because this is the season that we're going to have the big action pieces and all those things and we need to see the world for what it was before it's gone, then that I think will recontextualize it and make it fit better as a piece into the series. But we won't know. Well, we'll, we can come back to that in 20, 20 months or so, probably. Yeah. If we're still around, if we're still, you know, if we're still here. Yeah. Maybe longer. Thanks to coronavirus. So could be, could be more, um, you know, so. Well, who knows? John, do you have a quote for us? Yes. Uh, All right. So before that, we should say starting next week, speaking of Bond villains, we have James Bond, which basically is just going to run through from now to the next Bond movie. Yes. We it, are like, going to watch I, I could be off as much as we can. By like a week. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be off by like a week, I think, like or so. But with the last time I counted, I think we have almost the exact number of movies from now to the release of the next Bond movie, assuming it comes out on time in yeah. November. And, and for those that are going, going to listen to that, uh, just a heads up warning the first four or five that we recorded already and some we've actually recorded like at least the next one that i think we're gonna which i think is moonraker recorded a long time ago <laughs> so there might be some reference talk in that that maybe seems dated uh i went through and pulled out anything because we don't really do too many references no no but just you know i think just to yeah Make but it I pulled. Seem... I tried to pull out anything like that, so there shouldn't be. But if we, there, just, there if we could seem be. happier because we weren't, in quarantine, yeah, that's fair. That's that's why. We... <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, the next five weeks I think are pre-recorded, which is good because it gives us time to go watch more. Yes, and read more, which I'm excited to get back so. to James Bond. Um, so, but yes, so yeah, look, at, we'll be doing Bonds, Bonds, Bonds for foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, find this John Bond at the John Murphy. I'm at Christian underscore Humes. We are hashtag Watchworld. And John, leave us with a quote for the next season of Westworld. It comes from Maeve, and it is, this is the new world, and in this world, you can be whoever the fuck you want.